do you have any anything to like start start with or do you want me to just uh, uh, no i you i'll just let you take it <laughs> i mean oh i'm scared all right oh <clears throat> hey it's me uncle jesse pietro but also kind of fonzie for some fucking reason welcome to the infinity watch podcast <laughs> What <laughs> the fuck was that? Oh boy, that might have um, to be the new permanent intro. You know, as long as you do it every week, that's fine by me. Um, I, I'm not sure I could uh, get that whole sentence out and and make it as convincing as that. Oh my goodness! Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. This is episode four, season two, I think. At this point, I'm losing track already. I am Tommy. This is my I'm here with my co-host Eric. <laughs> And this week we are we are joined by our our guest, Kate Bezak. Hi, Welcome. thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Welcome to our exclusive Round program of here. Thank you. Yeah, so we're here to discuss episode five of WandaVision, titled on this very special episode, or on a very special episode, dot dot dot. Um, where lots of stuff happens and we'll and we'll get to that. Um, but before we do, let let's jump over to Kate for a bit, um, and and talk about talk about her. Kate, oh boy, tell we're us about right yourself. Okay. Yeah, we're diving right in. Tell us about yourself and uh, kind of your relationship with Marvel, Star Wars, nerdy stuff. What you got for us? Wow, I feel super lucky just to be your sister-in-law. So you know, there's that. I mean, you, you know, I feel like we both won the in-law lottery. Quite frankly, pretty much. You know, you know, usually it's pretty awful, but I feel like we're both pretty great. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a, it might be it, a tie. It, yeah, it probably is. You know, if we do say so ourselves, at least Eric's just sitting here just <laughs> oh shaking his head. I think God. at this point, this is we're not even three minutes in, and this is the most masturbatory episode of the Infinity Watch podcast. <laughs> yes, and we're just getting started. Just getting yeah. started. I'm sure. If there's one thing you need to know about Kate and I, it's that we get along and we get along well. So yeah, there's that. Um, um, yeah, and my my relationship with the MCU, I would say I'm a fan. I think perhaps if this is not too self-inflating, um, I might know more than the average person, but I'm not um, too well versed in like comic book um, history and all that jazz. So, so MCU you, you fan. See, you've seen the movies uh, a decent amount of times, you think? Yeah, I've seen all the MCU movies. I was a decent amount of time to the point where I might be able to quote a lot of them, yes. Oh, you might be able to quote a lot. What's your do you have a favorite that you like watching the most? Ooh, um Ah, that's a tough one. I think I like recently we were doing the um Infinity War and Endgame. And I just watching those two back to back. That's a it's a good one two punch, right? Oh my goodness. Well, um, have you ever picked up a comic book before? Picked one up. I don't think I've actually ever read one. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I think I'm gonna throw another uh just another question at you. I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Um hmm, hmm. if you had to choose between Rogue One and The Last Jedi, which one would you watch? <laughs> Tom, why are you such a dickhead? 
I feel like you're pitting me, you against Eric right now because of this question. You know, I'm insulted that you'd even insinuate such a thing. I mean, I would, it, for that, that's a no brainer. I would rather watch Rogue One. Ooh, ooh, Eric, this is going to be a rough one for you if we're starting off on that note. Good answer. Good answer. I mean, no. any other person, any other answer is wrong. Wrong answer. So. You chose poorly. <laughs> I chose poorly. All right. Well, let's jump. We got a lot to talk about. So let's jump into some Marvel slash Star Wars slash whatever's going on news. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing right now, uh, Super Bowl Sunday weekend, Marvel yeah. trailers galore. It's and Super Bowl just... is currently happening right now. Actually. Right. We're we clearly don't care enough about it to actually watch. <laughs> um, I don't even know what the score is right now. Um, but we just saw the Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. Uh, Disney Plus show going to come out March 16th. So basically we have WandaVision ends one week and then boom, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And before we get into the trailer really quick, let's talk about it briefly. Okay, this is bothering me and I need to know if I'm just crazy, which is probably <laughs> the truth. Okay, it's called The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Doesn't it just flow better if it was just Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Why do you have to have so many thes in the title of the show? Am I crazy or what? I thought it was weird too. Just the the Falcon. I feel like cuz the Winter Soldier wasn't that a Captain America the Winter Soldier. So that one already flows like off the tongue, but the Falcon is weird. Yeah. It yeah. is yeah, I just I don't I don't understand uh I don't understand why it's necessary. I feel like at one point it was just Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then they changed it to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't know. I just it bothers me every time I read it because it just feels like I have to enunciate it so much. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it just doesn't flow. But whatever, I'll get over the title. Um, <laughs> they needed okay, a so, uh, they needed a Justin Timberlake to come and tell him to drop the the. <laughs> they didn't go. have nice, one. Nice social network reference. I love that movie. Um, yeah. So basically, quick trailer. I've only seen the first one. I'm not sure if there's going to be another one because I believe Marvel's supposed to release multiple trailers tonight. So we may have more that we talk about next week. Um, but we basically we see like Sam and Bucky in like some sort of weird government therapy session. But it seems super casual. I don't know. It seemed like they were doing fine. They just were just trying to talk to each other, I guess. Yeah. And then and having a uh, staring contest. Yeah. Basically, they're just butting heads the whole time, which I think is kind of fun. Uh, uh, Amelia, who was uh, our guest last week, we were watching Civil War actually yesterday. And it's funny just just seeing those two guys just kind of be chummy but still butt heads a lot. I really enjoyed that humor in that movie. And so it was actually a really good primer to seeing this trailer today. But, yeah, we see them doing that. We see, uh, we see them both jumping out of a plane. Um. Baron Zemo with like his like ski mask, which is very similar to the comics mask, um, the purple mask there. And he says something along the lines, superheroes should not be allowed to exist. He wants to complete his mission of basically disbanding the Avengers. Um, we see some action shots of Falcon throwing the shield and Bucky catching it. Uh, Agent Sharon Carter is back. This is the first time we've seen her, I think, since uh, uh, Cap uh, Captain America Civil War. Um and then we also see what appears to be uh, the character U.S. agent uh, carrying Captain America's shield at what looks like almost like a, a Super Bowl or football game type big, huge event. And so lots of stuff was thrown at us at once. Um, Eric, 
what it, what was your first thoughts? Did this kind of satisfy some of the the things you were looking for? It, yeah, I'll be honest. It looked it looked mostly good, but some of the dialogue has me a little worried. I felt like it was really corny, <laughs> like r- like past the point of Marvel quippy to Jesus Christ, that's that's corny. So I hope. Uh, I hope that those are, <laughs> you know, I, I hope the jokes are better than what was shown in the trailer. But other, the action all looked cool. Um, I'm sure the overall story will be cool. But yeah, the dialogue does have me a little worried. Kate, what, what was your reaction to it all? I was just super excited to see Sharon Carter appear. And like in a badass way, like that short scene, action scene of her fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was super exciting. But no, yeah. I think it looks good overall. Um, I didn't notice anything about the dialogue, but I think, to be fair, um, trailers rarely show the best of whatever show or movie is coming out. So I think I, I can bypass that and just trust that it'll be good. True. I think yeah. I have high hopes. I, I, I do think it'll uh, it'll be good. But there were just a few lines in that. I'm like, oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah, I think like the showrunner... Um... Or, uh, yeah, the showrunner Malcolm Spellman, he worked on Empire, the TV show Empire. But other than that, doesn't really have any big things. And so, I don't know. I, obviously, Marvel Marvel liked what they saw. So, um, as I always say, in Kevin Feige, we trust. Um, I'll wait to watch it. And then if I don't like it then, then I won't like it then. But, yeah, I was just more excited about seeing the action, seeing the characters together, seeing, like, a lot of scenes that it's like, wow, this is like basically another movie quality series. Um, yeah. Which hey, is super exciting. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Please, please continue. No, I was just going to say like the one thing that really bummed me out about the Netflix shows is you could tell how low their budgets were. Yes, and with yes. both WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's like you can tell they're dropping some quiche. Yeah. But, so that that's nice to see. Budget seems to be no issue. Um, also, I just have to address this real quick for the viewers. I fucking did it again. I am sorry if you could hear uh, Tom and Kate through my speakers. I'm an idiot. Oh, my gosh. I'm an absolute fucking idiot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, it's fixed now. Sorry. So it's gonna, I think this is just going to be the running gag going forward. <laughs> is every single episode, you'll forget to turn off your speaker. <laughs> so dumb i feel like when i first appeared on your show way back i think it was for captain marvel mm. i think you had the same issue eric oh my god like, Why? so years years ago like two like, two and a half years ago yeah, eric still yeah. was fucking up god damn it hasn't learned oh my <laughs> goodness all right well let's let's keep moving on um because i think we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about this week um uh, not nothing too substantial. Um, James Gunn, you know, who who tweets quite a bit, director of Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, he says he cried a lot while writing Guardians of the Galaxy three, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm like, you you cried writing your own emotional dialogue. <laughs> I just feel like at that point, like that's worse than Kate and I saying that we're both great. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I completely agree. Relax, James Gunn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just like, okay, we get it. It's going to be emotional. Just like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So Eric, you'll be happy. There's there's some movement on the Blade movie. Yeah, um, and so it looks like it finally has a writer, and it was uh, her name is Stacy. I'm gonna say this wrong. Osai uh, Kufer. Coffer, Koofer, I don't know. But uh, she was a writer on the HBO Watchmen series, which which had pretty good reviews. Let's um, go. I just very recently watched it, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, so, so that's that's even double good news. Yeah, I'm stoked to hear that. So if, if you didn't watch or if you didn't listen to our podcast, if you watched it, I, I would like to know how. Um, but if you didn't listen to our podcast previously, Eric loves Blade and got me to watch the Blade movies for the first time, yes. which I, I very much enjoyed as well. Well, um, kind of. So. Didn't you watch like half of <laughs> like I didn't get to finish the second one before the podcast, but I gotcha. finished it after. Oh, did you? But OK, I... good. Yeah, because that is the better one, I think. But I love the first one. I think I know I do, too. Me. I do, too. They're both. God, so good, man. Blade. Kate, have you seen the Blade movies before? I haven't. No, I've only oh, ever heard about them. Is that with Wesley Snipes or am I completely? Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, you got wrong. it. Okay. Yeah. Kate's never seen a Blade movie, but she has been to a blood rave. You know, weird no. tidbit. <laughs> um, Goes all right. <laughs> of course, Duh. of course. Um, <laughs> actress Kat Dennings, who plays Dr. Darcy Lewis uh, in WandaVision and was also in the Thor movies, has confirmed that she's already filmed, quote, some things for the future MCU. So, Eric, what what is she going to be in? What do you any idea? Well, I also saw a thing from her saying that she was not going to be in the new in the next Thor movie. So that yeah. kind of surprises me. I I guess she's already filmed some things. I guess maybe Falcon and and Winter Soldier. But yeah. I don't know. I, I have a different theory. Let's I mean, theory. not really a theory, an idea. But it's, I, I think, think it's a theory, with, Kate. I think it's a theory. <laughs> with <laughs> uh, her appearing in WandaVision and perhaps she and Wanda developing maybe a relationship that if she were to appear in the next Doctor Strange, the multiverse universe there you one, go. I feel like Scarlet Witch or Wanda is going to be somehow in that movie. So maybe with Darcy too. Doctor Darcy. That's right. True. I think that's a I think that's a good prediction. I would say that that'd be my number one choice with my second choice being Captain Marvel too, just because I'm assuming Maria Rambo will be playing a significant role there. Um, but I think Kate, I think you hit it right on the nose. Um, Doctor Strange too. Who knows what's going to happen in that movie? We have so many things before that, but this clear clearly is is directly tied to it. So, all right, Eric. Yes. I have one that I, I know you're going to groan at, and I groaned at it, too. Um, this is, I feel like, kind <laughs> I of, know exactly what you're about to talk about, actually. <laughs> it's it's not your tweet. It's not what you tweeted out about Eternals. Okay. Uh, you know, being ambitious, but it's it's along the same lines. Because this week, Tom Holland, the actor known yep, for playing yep. Peter Parker, is now calling Spider-Man 3, quote, the most ambitious standalone superhero movie ever made, end quote. Uh, yeah, every fucking, every actor who's ever made a superhero movie thinks that and or says that. I do not care. I hate, I just hate this shit. Why does everything have to be, this is gonna be the the best thing ever made like it doesn't have to be the best thing ever made and i feel like everybody tries to sell it is that and it gets idiots like me's hopes up and then it ultimately makes the experience less than it should have been and it annoys really? the shit out of me but could you see someone saying well you know a movie it's gonna be okay like it's gonna be 
Yeah, decent. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I mean, true. True. Maybe a middle ground yeah. would be nice. Uh, you know, I guess maybe maybe uh, actors don't get the memo of like undersell over deliver a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's I guess to maybe balance both of you guys out. Um, <laughs> it's hard when every single Marvel movie is the most ambitious one ever, right? Because then then they're all just vicious, right? You know, <laughs> I don't know if that really makes any sense. Uh, at all but i think you guys get what i'm saying <laughs> absolutely yeah we're we're getting it <laughs> we're getting it we're getting it all right anything else for news this week or is that cover that's all i had yeah I so so i had one thing that is uh kind of star wars news but it's actually star wars and marvel news at the same time uh oh i thought that, that it was funny that this had to be confirmed but kevin feige confirmed that there are zero plans for a Marvel and Star Wars crossover, which is like, yeah, good, because that would be awful. That seems like some shit. That's some shit that Fox Studios would try to do. But uh, Yeah, it sounds like something that like uh, Avi Arad would produce or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, I guess Kevin Feige officially said there's not going to be a crossover, which I'm super happy about. That would be so fucking weird. I don't think I would enjoy it at all. Um. But yeah, that's uh, nothing really big happened in the Star Wars universe that I saw. This, if this you week. want to possibly experience a Star Wars Marvel crossover on the show Parks and Recreation, Patton Oswalt <laughs> yeah. has like a, a nine-minute filibuster where it's a Star Wars Marvel crossover like pitch, and you can watch the entire thing on YouTube. It is eight minutes and forty-three seconds. I'm seeing now. Um, I think it's the extended cut because he just he actually just talked for nine minutes and it's hilarious. So if, if you actually want a little taste of that, that's probably the best we'll ever get, because like Eric said, it would be awful. Yes. Speaking of pitches, did you guys see that? I think it, he's a director. His name's Stephen Ford or something wants to pitch an idea of a Jimmy Woo yeah. spinoff show to like the, the producers or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it looked like uh, that was that was happening that like the the pitch is is being pitched. I don't know what that means in Hollywood terms, but I would have loved to see that. I absolutely love Jimmy Woo. Woo woo. <laughs> my my only my only thing because I love Jimmy Woo too is like let's not let's not overkill ourselves on the good. You know, you can't have too much of the same thing that's great because then it gets dull. You know. But I would no, probably fuck, watch it. What? Fuck that. You're going to draw the line at Jimmy Woo? There's a million other bullshit things in Marvel Universe we don't need either. Why draw the line at Jimmy? Jimmy deserves oh, a show. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I just want to know, what are the other bullshit things in the MCU? I would love to hear some of these. I mean, there's got to be some. These, like, uh, don't they have, like, these weird, like, animated shorts for children? It's just oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's, like, a mil there's a million things. I'm sure right, not, I'm sure right. not all of these shows are going to hit as well. I think give Jimmy Woo a chance. I think that could be a fun show. It could be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but with Disney Plus money. And it would actually Ooh, be good. Yeah. 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 I like I didn't mind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was pretty yeah. good. It's just like I don't like MCU light. I want to, mm -hmm. I want to be all the way in. I want to have like characters like characters and references every week. The thing I love about WandaVision in terms of like being in the real world is like Kat Dennings being there as Darcy, you know, 
uh, all these other characters and people showing up and how it's actually connected. That's what makes it good to me. So I'd, I'd watch it for sure. You know, I'm going to watch all this. Oh, shit anyway. of course. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's jump into this. Cause I feel like there's a yeah. lot to digest yes. here tonight. Um, and I know Kate is just, she's texting me. She said, I want to go watch the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's playing. I want to go watch it. Let's hurry this <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, you totally caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing again? I don't even know. Um, all right. So WandaVision episode five titled on a very special episode, dot, dot, dot. We have a, like an eighties theme kind of family ties show going on. Um, and I'll, I'll give like the high level overview. Um, and then, and then we'll jump into it. Um, basically the babies, Tommy and Billy grow up super quickly. They get a dog and then it dies. Sparky um, from the comics. Sparky. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I would also like to note that, um, you know, in the beginning of these episodes, we always hear previously on WandaVision and they show us some quick scenes. Um, in the previous episode, when Wanda's talking to Geraldine, uh, you know, she, she shoots her out of, out of uh, Westview and then Vision says, where did she go? And she's like, she had to rush home. You know, she says something along these lines. Um, they showed the previously on WandaVision scene, and it is a different scene than we've seen. Uh, Wanda, or Wanda basically tells Vision, she's gone. She didn't belong here. She never said this previously. And so I thought that was really interesting, um, kind of in our universe, that they're even kind of fucking with us by showing us something different uh, in the same scene that we had previously seen. So something worth noting. Are you sure I could have sworn that I saw that before? So let me see. I can pull up. I had the dialogue written down. It'll probably take me a second to find it. She basically said in the one episode that she has to rush home. And then in this one, she says, yeah, she says, quote, she's gone. She didn't belong here. Unless we were shown it twice and it changed the second time, it's different from the first time that we saw it. Weird. I think... This brings up an interesting thing of like whoever is controlling the hex, you know, is it Wanda or well, who's ever editing the show? I feel like possibly we've got something going on with like the creation of the hex and the control of it and then the editing of the actual show. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I love that. I love that they're calling it the hex now. The hex. <laughs> Shout out Darcy, Dr. Darcy. Let's see if I have it here. I think I found it. So. Um, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I thought I found a link saying what it was, um, previously on WandaVision. She says it completely differently. Okay. Okay. Episode three, she says, oh, she left, honey. She had to rush home. Episode four, she says the same thing in the, in the recap. It says she's gone. She didn't belong here. So the scene is repeated three times. And on the third time, it's different. That's so weird. Okay. I didn't even notice that. That is. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's like, and that's super discreet, right? Like, it's like, it's not anything obvious. It's just like, I was like, wait, that's not what she said. And then I thought like when we saw it from her point of view, maybe that's what she said. But yeah, that's the first time we saw that, which is like super bizarre because I feel like now, you know, Wanda in the show is fucking with her universe. But now it's it's kind of fucking with us, too, where it's like, wait, like we're getting gaslit by this own show, by its by its changing. And you don't even notice it, which is crazy. Right. All right. So let's let's bounce around. Um, I'm going to jump right into the Chris McGraw theory. OK, <laughs> why does Agnes always show up whenever there's a need for help 
or a distraction every single time. Um, you know, I, I, when the babies, babies are crying, they can't get them to shut up. Uh, Wanda tries to get the babies to fall asleep with her powers, but it doesn't work. Like, how does that, how does that happen? If this is her own creation, how come her powers aren't working on the babies that they created? Well, and she even says, why won't you do what I want? Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. If this super is her bizarre. world that she's creating, right? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh, it does make me wonder if the kids are like somehow real ish, but I don't know. I mean, I don't have any theories of how they could be, but I, I, or maybe it's, that's like just a different side of Wanda's psyche, like fighting against the, the rest of the stuff that she's doing. I, I don't know. Yeah. But and yeah, I just, it's super weird because we're just, we're trying to figure out the rules of this whole thing. And it, every time we think we figure it out, something goes against them, it seems. And so I it just, it's super weird. Um, and it's super hard to kind of tackle like what the hell's going on. You know, we see, we see Wanda kind of using her powers right in front of Agnes and she doesn't blink, you know? And so in the first few episodes, they're trying to hide. They're trying to make sure that no one in the town knows what's happening. Um, but then, you know, children are growing, you know, from babies to like five years old, uh, you know, from five years old to 10 years old in this episode. And uh, it doesn't seem to matter. And so what what does all of that mean is really the question, right? Yeah. Well, so since you brought up Agnes, if we want to keep talking about Agnes here, um, Agnes, t- to me, this episode it proved that she clearly is not under Wanda's control and she is uh she is for sure some kind of outside force because of two reasons one when she came in and she was like do you do you want me to do that again just like she like she was some oh kind of gosh. weird actor yeah so it was this is what she said i i have a lot of quotes written down so the babies are crying and and basically she's going to come in and and carry them and like hold them or whatever. She says, um, do you want me to take that again? You want me to hold the babies? Should we just take it from the top? And the entire time she's staring at Wanda as if she's just looking for her direction. And the whole thing feels like it's just a, a natural TV show is being shot and Visions is going off script. But so everyone else a, is fine. I have a weird theory about that one. Um, so I, I kind of think Agnes is... I think the Chris McGraw theory here, um, Agatha Harkness, possibly, or she's totally in on it, I think. And so by her saying, oh, do you want me to take it again? Do you want me to take it from the top? She's like putting the control back to Wanda to totally throw off Vision, who's suspicious already, to make it look like Wanda's really in control. But then how would she know? How would Agnes know to fake, you know, that they're acting? So... I see yeah, what you're you know, saying. It's like some 5D chess going on there. Mm-hmm. It's super weird because she says at one point, she says, nobody can tame this tiger. And then randomly in the middle of the episode in the in the kitchen, you know, Wanda's kitchen, there's a tiger statue sitting on the kitchen table. Oh, my God. I never caught that. But I was wondering, I'm like, what's with this tiger? Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, what does that weird. mean? Why is that there? Uh, you know, it's just Agnes is so strange. You know, she sees the she sees the boys, uh, you know, grow up instantly. So, so basically, you know, just to kind of complete the Agnes stuff, um, 
the boys find this dog and they're washing it in the sink and vision doesn't want them to keep the dog. And, uh, so he basically says, um, you know, or the mom says, you probably have to be about 10 in order to raise these dogs. And the, so the boys is aged to 10 years old, just right in front of them. And, and Agnes is there. And it's think, made to look, uh, we should say it's made to look that, uh, like the boys intentionally did this. Like they gave each other a look like, okay, let's just age up. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like Wanda wants them to, right. Right. They just do it. Um, and then they're able to keep the dog, um, which is super weird. Um, I but then question. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. What in the comics, Tommy and Billy, what did they grow up to like have in regards to superpower? What is what did they become? That's a good question. I don't I don't even know that much. I know that they're part of um they basically they're basically uh at one point they're dead and then House of M happens um because Wanda's griefing because she lost, you know, I think they she called them William and Tommy at that point. But I think it's Wiccan they become Wiccan and speed. Um, okay. And so they're kind of, yeah, just like mutants, right? Um, but I don't yeah, know what Yeah, I was just wondering are. if they become super powerful and Agnes or whoever maybe is wanting to, like, groom them for the future. Oh, I like that theory. I don't know. I like that theory a lot, a lot. Oh, okay. So especially because that kind of ties into the last, I would say, significant thing that uh agnes did in this episode was sparky dies and one of the kids says something like bring bring him back mom and agatha very interestingly goes you can do that as in like as in like she's gathering info or something yeah, so I thought this was super weird because the dog goes missing for a second. Then Agnes is magically pulling the dog out of like an azalea bush. Um, and the whole scene feels super weird. And it seems super suspect that she already has it in a blanket. Yeah, and the twins say, you can fix anything, Mom. Fix the dead. To which she responds, what? No, I'm trying to tell you that there are rules in life. We can't rush aging just because it's convenient. And we can't reverse death no matter how sad it makes us. Some things are forever to which the family or the twins uh, respond. Family is forever. Bring him back, mom. Super weird. Super, super weird. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't really, you know, (laughs) the dog stays dead apparently. But yeah, Agnes is like super shocked that she could possibly bring the dead back in, in like a very like, ooh, like I like I need someone with this power kind of way. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I thought was strange. I don't know, weird Agnes vibes all over the place. Um, Jumping more into uh, the twins, I also want to point out, because I think Kate already said this, they started calling the the Westview town the Hex, which I like. Just like a little hip nickname here. Um, But basically, at, at one point, the boys ask Wanda, do you have a brother, Mom? And she responds, I do, but he's very far away from here, which makes me sad. It's another reference to Pietro after the whole Ultron situation with Geraldine. Yeah, I wonder I what know. that's leading up to. <laughs> I mean, should we just get to that point now and then we can kind of jump around? Because um, I think there's lots to talk about. Yeah. Um, 
so <laughs> this was literally okay so i i spent the weekend in chicago and i wasn't able to watch wandavision until a little bit later than i normally do and i just saw someone say in a comment wow that ending was crazy which to me like just kind of goes with the territory for this show right you just expect some crazy stuff to happen towards the end and wow did i not see this coming <laughs> all i can say is what the fuck eric i'll let y'all let you take this whole reveal bit though Oh my god, what a what an ending. Yeah, so on face value, I I like it way way more than I dislike it. I just don't understand why he has to be Fonzie. But what but whatever. <laughs> but but in in general, um really awesome. It is the 80s, right? I'm assuming it'll change maybe next episode. I don't know. Yeah, but wasn't uh wasn't Days of Future Past in the 80s, too, which is that the age that Pietro was in his universe. So, yeah, like, who knows? He, well, he was in three of the movies, I think. Um, he was in Days of Future Past, Apocalypse. What was the then, earliest uh, Dark, one? Days of Future Past, I think. Was that yeah. the 80s? I think no, that was the uh, 70s, Apocalypse the 60s. The 80s. Yeah, Apocalypse oh, was the 80s. Okay. Okay, then I guess maybe so. But that brings me to my concern. It's not even a concern. I'm just really wonder if this is gonna truly be. Uh, yeah, I'm from the fucking X Men universe, or if it's just gonna be like uh, an an Easter egg. Which, if it's an Easter egg, I think I'd be pretty pissed. Because uh, yeah, yeah, I don't That's... know. That's the tough part. I guess we should just like flat out say that the, basically well, Wanda and Vision are arguing. We'll get to that later. Um, but the doorbell rings, which interrupts it, which I was like, oh, here we go. Agnes again, always interrupting things. <laughs> um, but Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men universe, is at the door. Um, and I'll say, first of all, literally the most shocking thing in this show so far, just because I didn't see it coming. And even Wanda seems like she's in complete shock, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is super weird. Um, but going back to Eric's intro to the show, he says, long lost bro get to squeeze his stinking sister to death or what? Um, <laughs> but he says, you know, it, long lost days. bro get to squeeze his stinking sister to death or what? Which hey, is who's the popsicle? Hey, yeah, who's the popsicle? What, what does that even mean? <laughs> Uh, you know, to which Darcy says what everyone else in, you know, she's the audience, right? She says she recast Pietro, <laughs> which I thought was, was pretty funny. Kate, what was your reaction to this whole sequence at the end here? Well, it's interesting because when the doorbell rang, Chris, my husband, um, if for all of you who don't know, he was on one of the episodes previously was like, Oh no way. It's going to be her brother. He just called it immediately. Wow. So I was already thinking that because of him, but we didn't see that it was going to be the Evan Peters version of her brother. That one really caught us by surprise. Um, so I'm immediately thinking there's going to be some multiverse crossover with, you know, the Fox and Marvel and Disney. Didn't they get some rights to the X-Men now? Disney owns Fox now, Disney so they can, okay, they can do whatever they want. So there's going to be some crazy world crossovers, I feel like. I so I'm going to so. go out there and say, I think this is just an Easter egg. I don't think there's going to oh. be a crossover with the other universe. That's just my guess. I don't know. It just seems the whole thing seems crazy. That would be but I would love so to be wrong. evil. That would be so evil to be to get so close to such an epic like universe 
merging thing and not do it i feel like that would be i don't think people are gonna like that i certainly don't like that if they go that way i I hope they go the direction that that kate is saying and uh and that i think everybody wants i would hope i would assume most people would want them to do something crazy and uh multiverse-ish like that yeah no i would i would love for that to be the case this the whole thing just it opens up a huge can of worms um, that is super exciting. I'm fucking excited for it. Yes. All right. I want to do one more kind of uh, in 80s episode part, then we can kind of jump back to the real world. Um, one of the most fucked up parts of this episode, I think, is is Vision is is realizing that something's wrong, right? He's He's realizing that Westview is not what it's, you know, made out to be. And... You know, he's confused, he's scared, and, you know, he's starting to figure things out. And so he's at work, and he's talking to his co-worker, Norm, and uh, now they have computers. It's the 80s, and so he hooks up the internet, and and Norm gets an email uh, on his computer, <laughs> and it says, Sword Top Secret Communique, Dr. Darcy Lewis's findings regarding Maximoff's anomaly. High levels of radiation present at perimeter. Effect on Westview residents unknown. Please advise. And everyone in the office is reading this in like a really like monotone voice. And then once they're done, they all just start laughing. And it's super fucked up. But that's not even that's not even, you know, the peak of it. Because at, at after this email happens, vision phases basically into Norm's brain and is able to break him from like the illusion that Wanda's, you know, casting over Westview. And this is what he says. He says, please, please help me. What day is it? How long has it been? Where's my phone? I have to call my sister. She's taking care of our dad. He's sick. Where's my phone? You have to stop her. She's in my head. None of it is my own. It hurts. Our dad, he's sick. It hurts so much. Just make her stop. Just make her stop. And like, he is like genuinely like traumatized in pain. It's like super fucked up. And so vision manipulates his brain again. And then it's just snap right back to normal. And he's laughing. He's got this happy face. And I just thought the whole scene was so fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was really well acted. Uh, what was your guys' reaction to that? Kate. Oh, wow. All right. Um, I, <laughs> I was, I think I had to rewatch it. I was like, what just happened? I need to go back, reread the email. I just couldn't believe that he was snapped out of reality. Um, And then he said, you have to stop her, she. But he never says who that her is. So it's like, I feel like Right? Oh my gosh, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I just assumed it was Wanda. Same, but that's probably what they want you to think. Mm. Oh my god. Red herring. That's absolutely nuts. Eric, what about you? Uh yeah, I was I was a big I was a big fan of this scene. Um I it's just like it just made me even more confused on Vision's whole deal though. Like he really seems totally back and autonomous. Like he's definitely not just a puppet, I don't think. And like, right. He's, he I has that autonomy. Why, why would, why would Wanda be allowing that if she could control it? Right. Right. Um, which I think really, really gets 
to the to the end argument before Quicksilver shows up. Vision confronts Wanda, and he says, I spoke with Norm. I unearthed the man's suppressed personality and spoke to him free of your oversight. He was in pain, Wanda. And she keeps trying to avoid the conversation. And he says, you can't control me like you control them. And she says, can't I? And she immediately tries to end the show. And you start seeing credits rolling. She's walking away. And then they both kind of fly up in the air a little bit. And they're yelling at each other. And she's like, you never spoke to me like this before. And she says, this, all of this is for us. So let me handle it. And Vision gets really distraught. He says, I can't remember my life before Westview. I'm scared. And he points out that there's no other children in town. He's like, I walk by and I see the the playground every single day and there's no children there. And Wanda basically starts kind of what I took as like gaslighting him. She's like, do you really think that I'm controlling everything? I don't know how any of this started in the first place. And you can't tell if she's lying or if she's kind of being honest. Um, and it's the whole scene. It was very full of a lot of ranging emotions. And it just created this weird kind of like aura of like what the fuck's going on is she being truthful maybe kate's onto something where it's like they're not talking about wanda maybe they're talking about someone else you know and it's just uh you could feel kind of like the pain and like just everything that was going on uh in that one scene well did they was there another part of the episode where they like pinpoint uh the the point where wanda understands the situation she's in am i did i like dream that wasn't there like they were like yeah that was the point where she like started intentionally manipulating things and like am i nuts i mean there's basically the whole sequence of of how vision got there which we haven't talked about yet um and, and we got a lot of opinions from maria rambo so maybe if we go back to that part maybe that'll make a little bit more sense um so basically um <laughs> Basically, we start off the episode with Maria being back in Westview, uh, and partway through that, um, we we see a video, uh, a surveillance video of Wanda breaking into a top-secret sword facility because they had Vision's corpse, uh, which seemed to be like they're taking it apart, experimenting on it, and she basically breaks in and takes the whole thing back. And so that obviously upset her quite a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, at some, at some point, um, uh, at some point, sorry, I just saw a little message here at some point, uh, sword sends in a drone. It's an old school eighties Stark industries drone, little tidbit there that was thrown in. Um, and it's basically pointed at Wanda and they try to get, um, Darcy or no, sorry, not Darcy. They try to get Maria to talk to her and explain things to her. And that doesn't really work. And at that point we find out that director Hayward has a missile on it and he's trying to launch it at Wanda, which who thinks that launching a missile <laughs> at Wanda Maximoff is going to work. Okay. Anyone? Yeah. I didn't get that. That was a little stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like I just didn't get that either. Seems like something, uh, that somebody who already knows what is going to happen if Wanda gets enraged would do like Mephisto maybe. Yeah. I, it's just like, and that just points to director Hayward just being kind of a shitty person, if not the villain. Um, Mephisto. and so, because obviously 
Mar- <laughs> Maria Rambo had no idea that this was going to happen. And so we're watching this this footage in black and white, and you see Wanda's eyes turn red. She's super pissed, and she takes over the drone, and then we hear the breach noise. The hex is being breached. Um, and out walks Wanda in her, like, red kind of Scarlet Witch outfit, yeah. which we haven't seen in a little bit. Um, were you guys expecting that, that uh, you know, Wanda to be the one breaching? What what was your guys' response to seeing Wanda like that for the first time outside of the hex? May I, this probably was my favorite part of the episode, even more so than the Pietro reveal. Uh, just because, I don't know, I just like that part of, I like Wanda, for, uh, first of all, I love the character overall in general, but I think wanda's at her most interesting when she's at her most like unleashed i guess or or maybe even unhinged and not quite unhinged but you know what i mean just like yeah raw and she's scary yeah and and you can see just the threads coming undone because she's like obviously furious walking out of the hex and what i thought was so awesome is elizabeth olsen because Wanda's overcome with rage, the uh, the old Sokovian accent started slipping yes. out, which I thought was she a had, nice touch. Yeah, she mm-hmm. had a full on Sokovian accent, which we have not heard that strong of an accent in a little bit. Yeah, I think, which was super super awesome. Um, you know, for some reason I don't know, I didn't expect her to walk out. I don't know who I expected. It wasn't her, um, but she quickly says. This will be your only warning. Stay out of my home. (laughs) And she looks scary as fuck. Mm -hmm. I love Uh, it. (laughs) Kate loves it. Even even if as long as it's a strong woman, even if she's crazy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was it was interesting. You know, you have all these sword guys aiming guns. Director Hayward's there. Maria Rambo's there. Maria tries to empathize with her. Doesn't really seem to get anywhere. Um. Wanda says, I have what I want and no one will ever take it from me again. And she does something that instantly reminded me of Magneto. Yes. She uses her powers to make all of the sword soldiers point their guns directly at director Hayward. And <laughs> Dude, it's it so is badass. like so crazy. It's, it it's awesome. so badass. And they stay that way until she walks right back into the hex and then they all kind of go back to normal, which seems like it's straight out of the very first X-Men movie. And it was weird when she went back into the hex, it all turns the shield, you know, turns red. But I feel like they focused on how like red it spread for like a long time. And it just, I was like, why, why is this all turning red? I don't know. It just felt like, why? Is yeah. there so much time Who do you think is going to be the character in the show to call her the Scarlet Witch first? Cause they did make a big deal, <laughs> kind of a joke of like, does she have any funny nicknames? <laughs> it's like nope yeah i thought no that was crazy you know game. yeah i was uh i was kind of shocked because i was like oh finally finally they're going to just you know either gonna call her what she is the scarlet witch and i couldn't tell if that was their way of being like we're not gonna call her that you know because he's a no funny nickname and and that was that but i i want her to be the scarlet witch so bad I feel like if she turns evil or turns into a villain maybe that would be her like villain nickname. It does sound like very evilish, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know. She did feel it's starting to feel like she felt very villainous this episode. Um which I I kind of liked. Like she was very antagonistic towards Vision, 
obviously she uh, and and again it's like she had a missile shot at her but you know she did she she was uh, presented in a way where she I mean, she pointed like a hundred guns at just a normal ass dude. <laughs> so yeah, well, that and seems let's not like... forget she is she's holding an entire town hostage against yeah, her will, right. and they're in pain. And they're all in pain. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah. So I mean, you know, th- th- she's definitely not doing good, right? This is something that we would probably consider if we didn't know her as a hero before. We would consider her a villain, in in the terms that we classically would describe them as. Yeah, right? true. Um, I think this is a very good time to maybe bring up the commercial for this week. Ooh, uh, yes. Which is following our theme of trauma experienced by Wanda. It is Lagos brand paper towel. Even your husband can use it. Quote, Lagos, for when you make a mess, you didn't mean to. <laughs> so what is Lagos in the context of Marvel? I tried Googling it, but I didn't see nothing really popped out at me. Is there any significance there? So... Oh, yeah. So Lagos is the event that sparks the Sokovia Accords uh, from being a thing in Captain America Civil War. Um, So in the beginning of Civil War, they're in Lagos and they realize that uh, Brock Rumlow, who is a Hydra agent, is attacking basically a uh, a what do you call it? Like a center for disease control type place to basically steal some type of disease so that they can use it as a biological weapon. And so they're fighting these guys. And eventually it's Captain America. So it's all the new Avengers, basically. Captain America is fighting Brock Rumlow. Um, and at the very end, uh, he captures him. And right before uh, Cap is about to basically apprehend him, he uh, presses a button and he's basically going to be a suicide bomber in Lagos. Um, and so at that point, uh, Wanda's trying to contain the explosion. I mean, like, there's people all around him. Captain America would have probably blown up if that's something that can happen to him, I guess. I'm not really sure what would have happened. And so she's trying to contain the explosion and she's struggling to. So she throws him up in the air and then the explosion happens and it kills some people in a nearby building. And so this is essentially collateral damage. Uh, but all the blame gets thrown on Wanda because, you know, she was responsible, even though they probably less people died than would have. Um and that sparks the Sokovia Accords happening in all the events of, of Civil War. And so, uh, you know, in, in the whole movie, I just watched it yesterday, which was really lucky for me that I just happened to watch it <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, the news is blaming her for everything that happened in Lagos. And she's basically being kept captive in the Avengers facility, which, you know, is a nice place, but still being kept captive. Right. And so, you know, Vision's talking to her about like, people don't hate you, Wanda. They're just scared of you. And, you know, this is really sparks the whole uh, you know, this this fear in the back of her head as she's this powerful person and people were blaming her for, you know, this terrorist attack happening. So very traumatic experience once again for Wanda Maximoff. Kate, did you did you did you connect with this commercial? I mean, I don't know when was the last time you've seen Civil War. Did it make sense? Yeah. And me when I saw Lagos and the mess that you make, um, I immediately thought of, you know, she accidentally killed all these people that she has to live with that fact yeah um but i like the commercials the color of the product seems really interesting this one was red and like i went back right and like the different products i think there was um blue no let's see the watch was green i think so time and it's like each one seemed to correlate to like uh an infinity stone so far Oh, I think there was God. the toaster, oh. which um, 
And then there was the Tesseract shaped like bath powder or something. So I'm curious what the next product colors will be, if it'll be like the six. Holy shit. Colors. Wow. It was weird. So I'm like, why is this red? This folks is why we have guests on this show. Yeah, that's my, that's my way more. Yeah. I, I need to go back and watch all of them now. Oh my gosh. That's absolutely insane. I love the commercials. I don't know. Like, I know like now they're very obvious of what they're talking about, but I, I, I don't know. It breaks up the craziness of the episode with more craziness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I want to jump back to the, basically the very first scene we see outside of the hex in this episode. Um, and that is basically Maria, Maria Rambo exiting the hex, exiting Westview. And she says, you know, she's asked what, what she experienced. And she said, pain. And then Wanda's voice in my head, there was this feeling keeping me down, this hopeless feeling, then drowning. It was grief, which, you know, I'm really struggling. I don't know if like there's a bigger picture here outside of Wanda. It it all seems to always point back to Wanda being in complete control, but then we see other moments where she's not in control. Um, but the description of Maria Rambo, you know, when she did enter the town, all points to this just being essentially the mental breakdown of a telepath, right? With crazy telekinetic powers. Um, and I thought that was super interesting. Um, and on top of that, there was they did they performed medical you know examinations on uh, Maria Rambo and they were all fucked up like her scan of her body was like completely blank and they said that they wanted more more of her blood or whatever it was so that they could test her because it all came back super weird and so there's a big question mark there you know what happens to her does she have powers now you know um, as she classically does in the comics Eric what was your reaction to all of that especially the tests the test part of that so to be honest i thought that was less that perked my ears up less than the fact that the clothes that came out with her so when she entered the anomaly she was wearing a kevlar bulletproof vest and then when she entered her clothes physically changed to be like the uh the 60s style 70s style um type clothes and so even when she was thrown out of the of the hex she still had on those old style clothes but those clothes took on the properties of the clothes that she was wearing when she went into the hex because they tested those clothes and said that these bell bottoms were like well like 40 percent kevlar or something I think even more than that, they were like mm-hmm. 80 or something Yeah, like maybe, that. maybe. But for whatever reason, I, I, to be honest, maybe I didn't, in my brain, I didn't make a, a big enough deal about the how, the tests being so weird, but it's because I was focused on the Kevlar thing. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, no, I think both of those are like huge points. So basically, when you enter into the hex, Wanda is like re permanently rewriting reality. And, and, you know, how she's able to do that is absolutely insane. Um, and then, you know, Monica Rambeau in, in the comics, um, she can absorb energy and generate energy and manipulate energy, too. So it's really um, it'll be interesting to see if this maybe has some effect on, you know, how or why she has powers. I don't know. There's just like a lot of crazy shit going on here from like a physics slash, you know, reality perspective that. It's just more questions, right? 
Yeah, for sure. Kate, what was your take on on all of that stuff? I was super confused. Um, I didn't understand. I'm like, why Why were the x-rays or the CAT scan, whatever it was, why are they blank? Why did they need more blood? I honestly didn't make heads or tails of it but because I didn't know the backstory of Monica Rambeau and the comics and everything. That, I feel like, would make sense. I think it's super, it's like crazy because like, Usually in like a TV show, maybe like a lot of this stuff would maybe be a, a little more spread out. I feel like there's so much happening. So much happened in this episode. It's like, holy shit, like I'm thinking about this one thing that happened and then boom, we're on to the next mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> and there, there's like a lot of information that's thrown at us, which is not a bad thing at all. It's just like um, there's so much to, you know, dig up and think about. Um, but it is worth noting that even when discussing with with the director of, of S.W.O.R.D., Maria is defending wanda all the time to me i thought you know it was a little weird i know when amelia and i were watching it she's like i feel like that's like it's not her or something like that she just got weird vibes from it because she was defending wanda she said i don't believe this is a premeditated act of aggression you know every single action she had was to defend wanda um which may just be because she's empathizing with her but it just um it was very i don't know it was interesting. There was a lot of strange things with uh, with Maria in this episode. Um, at one point, uh, there's mention of ancient Agent Wu, who, by the way, finally brings Darcy her coffee. Let's just <laughs> yes, point that out. That she part. got the coffee she was looking for. Um, agent Wu mentions Captain Marvel. And when Maria hears Captain Marvel's name, she seems upset, like angry upset. At just the mention of her name. Um which I don't know. It seems weird. Maybe she she's mad because she hasn't seen her in a gazillion years. Uh, you know, her mom died, and who knows if Captain Marvel was around at all, her best friend. Um, but there's some background there that we don't know, and I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you could it was a cold shoulder kind of a moment. You oof, yeah. Super weird. And I have one more Maria Rambo tidbit that I, I want to know if you guys caught this. Um, Maria is talking to Dr. Darcy Lewis and they're trying to figure out a way to go back inside the hex with some sort of protection, you know, building some type of device so that she's not affected by it. And she says one line, she says, I know an aerospace engineer that would be up for this problem. Who is that? Who is she talking about? Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. I have no idea. Could it? I have no, I have no idea either. Who do you think it is, Eric? Ah, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I was gonna say maybe Reed Richards, but he's so much more than an. I don't think that would be. I don't think they would do Reed like that. Aerospace engineer. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of everything. I don't know if he's. I don't even know. But who knows? Like, can can Reed Rich? Does Reed Richards have to be like another crazy mastermind? You think in the MCU? Do you think that's a requirement? Yeah, I, I kind of feel do. like it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I feel the same. Especially if Doctor Doom is good. I mean, y- you have to. They both have to be geniuses in their own way. So I'll give another shout out uh, to Amelia. She's like, "What if it's the little tiny scroll girl that that Maria was talking to? Maybe there's a scroll involved here. I don't know." Um, it's just aerospace engineer. You, that was, there's no mistake in that line being there. That's referencing mm-hmm. someone. Um, and big, big, big old question mark. Who knows? But another interesting little clue. 
Uh, no, never mind. I was going to say maybe like Justin Ooh. Hammer or something, but... What about Ironheart? She's going to have a show, right? Who's yeah, Ironheart? Maybe. So Ironheart's name is is Riri Williams. She basically... Um, she basically has an Iron Man suit, but she's like this super cool chick that has an Iron Man suit. But um, she is she is an engineer. She is like a super smart, uh, genius level engineer um, that went to MIT. Um, let me see if I can figure out. She's super genius. She attended MIT on a scholarship. But she's also like she builds... 13, right? Um, yeah, somewhere around there. I don't know. She's well, if she went to MIT, I don't know how old she is, but she built her own Iron Man suit and she's an engineer. Um, and so I don't know, maybe that's how they connect to because that that series is coming out at some point. Yeah, true. Um, that actually that would be my best guess. I think at this point, I literally just thought of that just now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Super. I love I love all this stuff because now we're building this universe again. And I love that like Disney Plus gives us this this space in between movies, you know, where it's just happening so much more frequently. I think it's awesome. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, so I think we mentioned Magneto's name earlier. There's one other tidbit that I had written down. Um, they basically are giving a bio on Wanda, and they say Wanda is said to have been born in 1989. Uh what is i think it was irma or something i can't remember what the, the woman's name is irma and oleg Ma, uh, maximoff both parents were killed in an air raid when she was 10 so what does that mean is 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 magneto still involved here um because it seems like from the bio that they had i don't know uh that oleg was dead yeah that's a good question i because it's like, how are they at some point Magneto is going to have to coexist with this version of Wanda Maximoff in the next five to 10 years in the movies, I would think. So my question is, are they going to go with a with an old man Magneto that is like old enough to be her father in the first place? Or are they going to do a younger Magneto again? And there's just like no connection, no relation at all. Um, but I will say with the, um, with, with the scene where she points all the guns like Magneto did in the first movie and Kate actually sent us a gif in the group chat of the choreography was almost identical of Wanda doing just some like hand movements, um, identically to how Michael Fassbender does it as Magneto in one of the X-Men movies. It does make me sure those could just be, that could just be the scene that was like the tribute to the old Magneto for sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It does make me wonder if they're going to try to, and with uh, Pietro, but then again, even that version of Pietro wasn't Magneto's son. Was he now that I think about it? I thought um, he was. Was he? Because doesn't he say in Apocalypse like that he's his dad? May- okay, maybe. I believe he, I believe he does. Okay. I believe he does. I, I don't know I don't if it's recall. ever confirmed, but he like says, yeah, I'm here for my family. He's my dad. Something. But who knows if that's confirmed. Yeah then, may- yeah, then that does make me wonder. So just, I mean, this is not what I want, but this is my prediction. I don't think that 
that Wanda and Pietro will be related to the X-Men in the MCU just because of their origins with, uh, you know, using the Mind Stone and that they were experimented on. I have a feeling that Kevin Feige's going to go, okay, let's just make this simple. They're not the children of Magneto, and then you don't have all that mess. Um, though that kind of bums me out. I, I don't know. I For some reason, I'm really hype on Magneto being their dad for some reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see how much... I do wonder if there's going to be a moment uh, like a no more mutants type moment at the end of this show where it's a reset where for stuff like that, it's just like, yeah, fuck it. Actually, they always were mutants and Magneto was always their dad. And uh, that's just how it is. Yeah. I I mean, you never know, right? One way they could explain this whole thing is through Wanda's crazy superpowers. She like acts, accidentally rips a hole in the multiverse so now these two they're kind of colliding and combining and so it would kind of give some explanation for how evan peters quicksilver is back and casts her yeah i think that's like a really good point too because i think before avengers endgame came out everyone was really trying to over explain how the time travel would work Mm -hmm. and things like that where it really just came down to ant-man was messing with you know the quantum technology and all that stuff and it really doesn't need to be overthought too much. Whereas I think, you know, something like you just said, Kate, is very plausible. Um, for those that haven't read comics, there's a story called House of M. And, uh, you know, at a high level, Scarlet Witch loses her children, Billy and Tommy, and is like basically having a mental breakdown, very similar to what we're experiencing here. And she says the words, no more mutants. And basically all the mutants, you know, are gone when she says that because she's so powerful, right? And so you could definitely see in this show the events and things lining up for her doing something to that same power level that could affect the MCU. And knowing that we're dealing with multiverses, we just had Evan Peters show up. We know that Scarlet Witch is in Doctor Strange, uh, the uh, you know multiverse of madness. A lot of things are being lined up here that are starting to check some boxes. And so I think it'll be really interesting. You know, We just got beyond the halfway point on this show. We have four more episodes to go, and I think those episodes are going to be chock full of just crazy shit. Um, and I'm, I'm, I for one, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and it's just like, I don't know, I, I don't know what I expected this episode, but it wasn't this. I wasn't expecting her to breach the hex. I wasn't expecting to see a different ver- version of Quicksilver that we hadn't seen in the MCU before. Um, you know, there was just a lot here to really digest. You know, I'm looking through my notes. You know, this whole dog thing with the kids. Uh, you know, Wanda sets down the dog and he immediately tries to electrocute himself. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's just so many <laughs> fucked up things in this episode that were just crazy. Um, and, you know, I- I'm all about it. And I think there was an Easter egg for the House of M. There oh, was really? In the newspaper that I think Vision might have been reading, there was like HOM somewhere on the newspaper. Oh, man. You gotta be shitting me. Are you serious? I'm... I'm I would have to double check on that. You and Chris with these newspapers, man. <laughs> you guys are you, you guys are catching everything. <laughs> I watched this twice and I didn't catch that. She That's awesome. Okay, so maybe but uh, I I don't know how many more things you guys had to talk about. Eric, I want to just kind of get from you like where are you at? We we've gotten past the halfway point. What is like your overall opinion of the show as a whole right now of what we've seen so far? I mean, the this was 
my favorite episode so far. And Damn. so I like the direction it's going. My overall opinion is quite tainted by my perception of the first three episodes. Uh, but I like, but I like the direction it's going. I'm way more on board. I'm actually excited for next week's episode, which I have not been yet. Um, I'll take yeah, it. I'll I, take yeah, it. I really like this one, but I do. It loses points for using the pun. This is my one, one of few notes I wrote down. Uh, in the song, there was the line, you wander the world with a vision. And that made me want to <laughs> blow my brains out. Uh, oh, my gosh. Isn't it supposed to be, like, intentionally really, really fucking so cheesy, though? Yeah, but I hate it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're so silly. You're so silly. <laughs> but Kate, what about you? Same, same question. Like, you know, I'm not sure... What what was your opinion of the first few episodes overall? What are you feeling? Kind of take us through the whole journey of you watching these first five episodes. Oh my gosh. So the first couple episodes, I was like, what the hell is happening? But I'm so intrigued by it. Like I just had to know what was, because we knew something was going on that was weird and fishy, but uh, I just had to know what. So it's like, it really is just picking up momentum every single episode. I absolutely love this past episode. I don't even care that there was like a ton of crazy shit going on. Like pile it on for me. You just keep piling more on. I'm totally <laughs> fine for it. Like down for it. Just keep um, giving me the crazy, huh? Yeah. I absolutely love it. I, like what's going to happen in four more episodes. Ah, it's crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like there's, I don't know. I, I felt like the balance in this episode was really good, you know, bouncing back and forth. I feel like there wasn't a spare moment to really breathe this whole episode. Sometimes you watch shows and you're like, OK, I can like relax for a little bit. We're going to have like maybe some like people walking around. They're moving around. The story's getting set up. This show is going at 100 miles an hour. This episode especially. It just didn't stop. You couldn't turn away. If you if you like walked away for more than 30 seconds, you were probably a little bit lost and you missed something important, um, which people could argue is good or bad. I think for for us, I think it's really good for the type of content it is. And so I thought this this was a crazy good episode. And and whether you liked either side of it, I feel like you got that itch scratched um, and there was something to love. Yeah, this was the first episode that did what, in my opinion, I wish they would have done from the very first episode where they just split between the sitcom and real world. I thought it was that was like it was the perfect amount of time spent in each for me. That's that's what I have been waiting for is is that amount of. Okay, here's what's really happening, and here's the sitcom. So I was super happy about that. That's awesome. Do you think we are we ready to rate this episode? I'm. Or is there any last words we got? I'm ready. Kate, yeah. are you ready? I am ready. All right. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate each of our episodes or movies out of six full, unbroken Infinity Stones. Kate, what are you rating episode five of WandaVision out of six Infinity Stones? I would rate this a five out of six Infinity Stones. Ooh, five out of six. All mm -hmm. right. Eric, passing it over to you. I, too, would rate this episode a five out of six Infinity Stones. Whoa. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to do triple fives then today. I'm giving this a, like a solid five. Wow. Not, a, not another perfect score. <laughs> you know, like this episode... I thought the last episode was really 
just like the pacing of it was really good. This one was it was so much that I I felt like I like I couldn't eat it all. You know, it was like a great meal, but I couldn't eat it all. <laughs> okay. Um, if that makes any sense, it was fucking amazing. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I was like maybe I shouldn't rate all of them a six. And so I, I know I liked the last one more than this one, uh, okay. even though I loved a lot of the stuff in this. And so I was like, okay, we'll give this one a five. I thought it was it was great. You yeah. know, I'd be so happy if the rest of the show was was this consistently good. Um, and so yeah, trip fives. I love it. It's just every everyone's on the same page. It's great. Oh yeah. All right, are we ready to jump over to recommendations? I am ready. All right, yeah. Eric. What do we what do we got this week? All right, so this week is gonna be it's gonna be another video game recommendation, and it's gonna be a retro video game recommendation. I've been playing through the Super Nintendo game, uh, Super Mario RPG: The Legend of the Seven Stars, and wow, it is is so if if you've ever played any of the Paper Mario's, um, it's basically that but it was like the first version of that on the super nintendo and it's super good i think i'm finally almost to the end i've been playing it for a couple weeks um but i'm trying not to recommend things until i'm like basically at the end um but yeah it's super good it's uh if you like rpg style games it's one of the best ones in my opinion uh and it's uh it has a lot of old school Mario nostalgia. The music's great. Uh it's a fun it's a fun game. I highly recommend it. What uh what emulator are you playing that on here? <laughs> uh I am oof. I to be honest, I don't even know. So I have this app on my PC and uh I should say I'm not encouraging absolutely anyone to do anything illegal or anything like that, but I, I do have this Of course uh, not. I do have this app on my PC it is called yes this is eric from the future um editing this in here now it's called launchbox i'm an idiot the next 30 seconds are excruciating sorry bye god damn it i don't remember what it's I called i feel like i i just called you out and i yeah i just called you out i didn't mean no, to no no i'm just trying to think of what it is it's something box but i cannot think of what it is but but it holds all it's basically an organizer for like roms so it holds, it organizes, you know, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, PlayStation, N64, yeah. whatever, whatever. Uh, it's super convenient. But, yeah, I, I play ROMs through that. Uh, but remember, I kids, suppose... only download ROMs that you own the, the game for. That's very important. Don't break the law. That's right. Yeah, and just, I, I guess, to throw myself under the same bus that you're under there that I threw you under. <laughs> um, allegedly, I have a Super Nintendo Classic. And um, ah. I modded, I allegedly modded that too, yeah. and added a bunch of games on that. And that's that really makes for a fun Nintendo and Super Nintendo experience, allegedly, if that were to be true. Um, <laughs> so that's super cool. I wasn't expecting you to drop some Super Nintendo on us today, Eric. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kate, do you have anything to recommend to us? What do you got going on? Oh, yeah. Um, so we've been binging a lot of TV shows lately, and there's so many good ones out there. Um, I've stumbled upon um, a show called Warrior on HBO, but it was originally, I think, a Cinemax um, production. And it's Did you like. Say Skinemax? What? It's Cinemax. Oh, Cinemax. Cinemax. Sorry. <laughs> I must have heard that wrong. 
Skinamax is its other um, adult version. That's the porn version. Oh, yeah, I'm just joking. Oh. Yeah. That, that's what Chris is always on. That's it. Um, yeah, so Sorry. it's just like if Gangs of New York, the movie Gangs of New York, met Bruce Lee style um, show. And it was actually, it's a show that was based on Bruce Lee's writings. Um, so was it like a, a, like a martial arts kind of thing? It's a or? martial arts set in kind of like a wild west sort of, well, it's, I think it's in, takes place in San Francisco in like the late 1800s. Um, yeah. And it follows uh, these Chinese gangs in San Francisco, I think. And it's just, it has the martial arts and it has, um, you know, gangs rivaling each other. And it's told mostly from uh, the main character's perspective, um, these Chinese characters. And it's just so refreshing to have like a non-white, you know, um, protagonist and, and hero. And it was just really done well. Super exciting. Wow. I'm reading about this. I guess it's based on the actual Tong Wars, which I guess were violent gang wars in uh, in San Francisco in the 1800s. Wow. Oh, I didn't know it was actually based on that. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it says rival Chinese Tong factions centered in Chinatowns of various American cities, in particular San Francisco. Wow. That's crazy. I hadn't heard of that, though. That's awesome. Yeah, I've actually I watched the first episode actually on Chris's recommendation, and I really liked it as well it's it's yes. it's super good so i'm excited to watch more of it dang i guess yeah, i'll have to give that a try so far of good stuff to to watch that's awesome good tv is like one of the greatest things when you find a show and you're like oh yeah i'll be busy for the next two weeks <laughs> and then it's all gone because you watched way too much in a row that's awesome though okay was it warrior or warriors warrior warrior okay Awesome on on HBO Max, cool mm -hmm. stuff. All right, I'm I have a little bit of a different recommendation and one that's I guess a little more normal. So, I was in Chicago this weekend, and there's a Disney store on Michigan Avenue, big old Disney store. They have so much Wandavision merch there. I went inside, not really expecting to see much Marvel stuff. They had like uh, sword uh, shirts and sword sweaters. And they had a, a a vision like costume, like Halloween costume style shirt. Um, they had all kinds of stuff there. It was super, super cool. Um, and they have a bunch of stuff on the Disney store as well. Um, well, what I actually found out, so Amelia and I, my partner Amelia, were really into this show. And Amazon.com has a bunch of WandaVision merch as well, like sweaters, shirts, uh, and long sleeve shirts and stuff like that. So me and her actually both got, I got a sweater and she got a shirt um, that has like the cartoon WandaVision characters on it. And it's all, you know, it's through Amazon. It's not like some third party. And so there's this huge WandaVision shop right now. And so if you're super nerdy and into this show, I uh, highly recommend checking out the Disney store in Amazon because it seems like they're really doing good on the merch for this show, which is super awesome. Because um, I know in the past, like especially during the beginning of the MCU, like really wanting to get a lot of cool merch stuff, but a lot of it was just hard to find or was third party on some weird website. And it seems like they really are finally they're like listen we got to make this money off this show and they're they're kicking it up so that was super cool but then i also have a recommendation to our lord and savior kevin feige and eric and and maybe even kate might disagree with this but i was thinking about this the other day um there was people talking about 
I think on Reddit or one of the websites I've been on with all this nerd stuff, and they're talking about how do you think at some point we're way too oversaturated in the MCU? And for any normal person that is not watching these movies, I guess not a normal person that would just make us abnormal, which is probably correct. Um, it's just, it's hard to jump into it, right, and understand it. Like, how do I watch WandaVision if I haven't seen, like, the 24 movies that were before it? And so it presents a problem of having, what, like, 50, 60, 70 hours of content to watch. Um, and I think it would be really cool if somehow someone did a really good job of splicing and dicing the movies and maybe the shows and making, like, a TV show out of the entire MCU so that people could catch up in some way. I don't know. It's, I was thinking about it while I was driving home today, and I was like, that would be really cool if someone did it well, where it's like you could just take the existing movies and maybe just edit them a little bit differently and make it into a more episodic thing uh, in maybe a slightly different order where some events are maybe you know happening happening simultaneously or in the same episode. Um, so, so is your recommendation someone should do that <laughs> i think kevin feige should do it okay come on kevin that is an interesting just, just use of it. the recommendation corner <laughs> this is me i know i know kevin's listening i know you are and and let me just say thank you for all that you do um but no i just think like i don't know if, if that existed do you guys think it, it could have a potential of being cool if someone did it well i feel like it it's possible but it will never happen yeah, I think anything can be cool if it's done well. Um, and I would. <laughs> what a statement. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, I, I would. I, I do wish there was something like that because there are a lot of people like there are going to be new people who are going to want to be interested in Marvel, but are going to be intimidated, intimidated by it all the time. And, like, there needs to be a better foot in the door. This was always the problem and still is with the comic books. And it's quickly yep. becoming a problem with the movies. Um, if you have not watched the movies and you're trying to watch WandaVision, you are not getting half the context. So it's yep. like, yeah, I, I wish something like that did, did exist for sure. I think, like, what really made me think of this too. And it's not like it's like some grand idea or anything, but what got me thinking about it is, uh, Amelia is not like a huge movie person. But what we've been doing is we'll watch like an hour of the movie. And then like the next day or the day after we'll watch the next hour of the movie. And it just makes it feel less, you know, like a challenge watching all these movies together. Cause you know, sitting down for at least two hours, maybe two and a half hours. It's just like, it's a big commitment. Not many people, yeah are super into that. Now we have shorter attention spans. And so, you know, looking at phase one, we have all these things happening on top of each other. And so like, that could be a whole season of a TV show and just another way, you know, you know, you can still watch the movies, but it'd just be like another way of experiencing, you know, all this MCU content and maybe a more digestible manner. And so I think that would be super cool. So Kevin Feige, make it happen, please. Lord and Savior Kevin Feige of Marvel Studios. That should be a Deadpool TV show. Some, oh my gosh, somehow there you go. he should like host it and uh, usher it along. I could oh totally gosh, see like yes. a little intro video every single time setting it yes. all up. Oh my god, CGI him into some <laughs> scenes just for because fuck it. You could probably condense a lot of the movies down too. Like they don't have to be the full length still, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. just so you get enough, you know, yeah, bite-sized chunks. Point. 
Boom. I'm a genius. Oh, boy. I'm take, and we've I'm come credit full circle, that. beginning to end. <laughs> what a... You know what? Kate's a genius, too. It's all right. We're both I'm a, I'm a subtle genius. Yep. I'm, I'm more of the, uh, you know, psychopathic. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I think that's a wrap for uh, episode four here. Um, you know, another great episode of WandaVision. We all gave it five out of six Infinity Stones, so getting pretty close to snapping half the universe there. Indeed. Uh, where uh, where can people find us online, Tom? Yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can shoot us an email, old old fashioned style, just like nineteen eighties vision at <laughs> the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail dot com, or if you want to tweet us, like the kids do, tweet us at Infinity Rewatch. Talk to us, and we'll talk back. I guarantee it. Eric has lots to say. <laughs> that is for sure. And I'm no longer banned on Twitter, but still, still. Here we go. Here fuck we go. The billionaires. <laughs> it's, it's the only Marvel podcast that is sponsoring the hashtag Eat the Rich. Apparently, you know, it's, we we uh, we serve a very niche market yep. here. So, all right. Well, we'll see you next week. Where we'll talk about episode six of WandaVision. Thanks for listening. Peace.